This episode of the Model Made Podcast is brought to you by Model Mastery, the one-on-one coaching program that helps you create a modeling career that pays in 90 days. Learn more about Model Mastery on themodeluniversity.com or by clicking the link in this episode's description box. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Model Made Podcast, the podcast for models by a model. Tune in for tips, tricks, and talks that will elevate you in your modeling journey. This podcast is possible thanks to Model University, which aims to educate and elevate models to their full potential and paycheck. Now, here's your host, internationally working, multi-agency represented, professional model and coach, Lola Shaw. Hello, 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 and welcome to today's Model Masterclass. I am your host, Lola Shell, internationally working, multi-agency represented, professional model, and model coach. Okay, so as you can see by the title, we are doing a live model Q&A. You guys have already sent me, um, shout out to my email list. They sent me a ton of great questions um, for my people here on Instagram. I got everybody up to the last minute, so... <laughs> If you have any further questions, there is a question box. Definitely use that first. And then like if you just for whatever reason, just it doesn't appear on your end or whatever the case may be, you can drop it in the comments below and I will definitely respond to it here on this live. Okay, great. So I'm just going to make sure that we pin, you know, live model Q&A. I want you guys to drop your questions in the question box. Okay, I need to put that sometimes. Drop questions in question box and please let it be model related because that's the only one I'm going to answer today because that's the focus okay anyway while I'm doing this let me know where you guys are from I already see princesses in here lyrics in here dame is in here I see a lot of people who are like returning so definitely let me know where you guys are from and um, I'll be shouting you guys out until we start all right I'm excited. You guys already know. Boom. I got my model notebook so that I can read all your questions. If you guys see me over here, like I'm literally just trying to make sure I got everybody's, you know, information and I'm saying everything right. All right. So shout out to Docs, Texas. Um, Mariah's from there. Dame is from Tampa. Shout out to Tampa. Okay. Come on from Morocco living in South Korea. I have no idea how to say your name and I don't want to butcher it. So we're just going to Shout out to you. All right. So live model Q&A. First question actually comes from the email list. I'm going to do it in this order. Everybody who sent me something from my email list, I'll be reading your stuff first. Then the people who answered the Instagram chat box, I will do yours next. And then anybody who puts it in the questions box, I'll answer you guys last. Okay. Ooh. Okay. And I don't have closed captions on lives, but if you ever get inside of the university, I will definitely make an adjustment to... Um, add closed captions because I don't think that's a function that I can have on Instagram. So if you ever join the university, I will definitely be making that adjustment. Awesome. So first person is Dream and their handle on Instagram is I dream of sleaze with two Z's and three E's at the end. And Dream says, can we get an example of a smart goal? So I guess the Dream's already caught up on a lot of the last master classes, which are available for a very short time on replay. And if you haven't checked them out, I highly encourage that you do because they are coming down. Okay. <laughs> so an example of a smart goal. And if you guys are new to the whole concept, a smart goal is a part of your model fundamentals. It's in the first pillar of a successful modeling career. There are five pillars, but in the first one, you have your fundamentals, your why, your goals, your niche, your market, and your rate. Okay. A smart goal is underneath 
of course, the goal section. And SMART stands for uh, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. S-M-A-R-T. So an example of a SMART goal is, um, and I'll give you my first SMART goal, the one that like I started my career with, right? When I got serious about it and started my fundamentals, my SMART goal was I wanted to be an internationally working model within the next five years, meaning I wanted to work outside of the United States within the next five years as a model, right? I accomplished that goal in a year and a half because I set it up so well. So here's what happened. Here's how it became a smart goal. Because before I was just like, oh yeah, I just want to, you know, I, I want to, you know, see my face all over the world. But that really didn't, that was really, really broad. So when I decided I wanted to do a smart goal, I made sure it was specific. Okay. Wanting to be an internationally working model um, within five years. That's specific. Like, <laughs> Is it measurable? Yes. I can measure whether or not I'm internationally working by whether or not I worked out of the country. Is it achievable? Absolutely. The reason it's achievable is because I had already worked with companies who ship their products internationally. So yes, it wasn't far-fetched. It's not like, oh, I only worked in my small town and that was it. No, I was already working with companies who had an international audience. So it wasn't going to be unreasonable for me to work internationally. Okay. Uh, number four, was it relevant? Yes, it was relevant to my why. My why was, well, the reason for modeling for me was I wanted people with my skin complexion my hair texture to see themselves as the standard of beauty and occupying luxury spaces. I didn't limit that to just being in the United States. That's a global thing. So in order for it to be a global thing, I have to work on a global level. So yes, it was relevant to my why and why I wanted to model. And then the last element, was it time bound? Absolutely. I said I want to be an international working model in five years. That's time down. So that's an example of a smart goal. Okay. Again, that's specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. So dream. I hope that answers your question. All right. Next is Angel. So Angel, their handle is me dot underscore angels says, can you do a video on how to manage your finances considering the fact that you get paid months later for a job? I freaking love this question. And that also shows me that like Angel is like in the university Um, because I have several angels who um, follow me like on social media, but I think I only have like two angels inside of the university. So when it comes to like the financial part of things, I talk about that in depth with my one-on-one -on -one coaching students um, more so than any other aspect or avenue inside of the university. Because one, <laughs> if you're just starting your career, your focus is not how to do your taxes right now. Okay. It's really just to have a solid career to start and grow from. And if you're just trying to book your first paid job or first of many paid jobs, again, the focus is not finances. You're not living off of it yet. It's not until you get to a space where you're doing this for a part-time or full-time career where finances becomes extremely relevant. Now, depending on whether you're doing a part-time career in modeling or full-time career in modeling, it's going to be drastically different about like how you manage your finances. So when I was doing it part-time, in the United States, basically, Uncle Sam doesn't really care as long as you're making under $10,000 for the year. And considering that the average income for models in the United States circa 2018, if I'm not mistaken, was 18 grand for the year, if you're doing it part-time, you're probably not going to hit the 10K mark on average, right? But if you're doing it full-time, that's a bit different uh, because this is going to be your primary source of income. You're going to make more than $10,000 in a year because it's your full-time job. So when I was doing it part-time, how I did my finances was, first of all, I did not use modeling 
to pay my bills. Everything I made for modeling was just extra. It was extra. It was for, you know, taking trips, you know, um, maybe my maintenance as a model. Like I would just reinvest it into my career. I wasn't using as a part-time model. I wasn't using my modeling money to live off of. I had a part-time job that was literally paying my bills. I had a part-time job to pay my bills. And then modeling was my passion. And I was just starting to, you know, really get good at making money from it. So all the money from modeling, I didn't really have to be financially savvy with it simply because one, it wasn't reaching over the 10K mark. So it wasn't something that I had to worry about federally. And two, all my bills are being taken care of by my part-time job. Okay. That's how I'm going to start you off right there. Now, when I decided I wanted to go full-time as a model, like that was going to be my sole income, then it got a bit more difficult. One, because I had to start to, um, I couldn't go full-time until I had a certain like threshold of money saved. So what I say by threshold is means like I had three to six months of my living expenses already like saved up. When I felt like, oh snap, I think I want to do this full-time, I saved up. I didn't just, oh, I'm going to be full-time. No. <laughs> I saved up all that money that I was just, you know, getting willy nilly from modeling part time. I started to just save it, put it in my savings account, put it in my savings account. After I was done, you know, making sure I was, my hair was done and my nails were done and that I could like show up as the best version of myself as a model. The rest of that went to my savings account. And when I decided that I wanted to do it full time, that, that is when I realized, okay, I need to always have about three months of expenses available at all times. Because if I don't, and the reason I say three months is because legally, the longest that you should be waiting for a check from your agency or from anybody is three months, 90 days. It's um after 90 days, once it hits like 91 days, you can, of course, you know, take legal matters X, Y, and Z. So if I was going to do this full time, I had to go in with the mindset that the job that I do tomorrow, I may not get paid until three months from now. So I need to make sure that during those three months, I can pay my bills. That is how I got financially prepared to do full-time modeling. And once I made the transition and it's like this interesting domino effect, once you have that like cushion of, I say three months on the low end, six months on the high end, um, and I would edge closer to six months because you're not just going to start, you know, just booking everything every day. Once I had that threshold of three to six months of my expenses together, and I started to like, you know, work, those checks started coming in consistently because I was working consistently because I was doing it full time, which means that I was submitting myself every single day. I was reminding my network that I'm available for hire. I was getting the referrals. I was shopping myself around to agencies. I was doubling down on my direct bookings as like a personal model. Like I was doing all the things all the time. And in doing so, it caught fire. I was able to, you know, have go from like one booking a week to two bookings a week to three bookings a week to over the course of a month, I probably probably did 10 to 15 bookings. Like I was able to start to really get the momentum going. And in doing that much work, the checks started to come consistently as well. So I still made sure that I have, <laughs> and to this day, like I still have like well over six months of living expenses because if COVID has taught you nothing else, it's to be prepared. But I made sure that before I decided to just go all in and live off of modeling, that I had a cushion for my bills in case I did not get any bookings for the next 90 days, or in case a job that I did today didn't pay me for the next 90 days. That's kind of how I like eased myself into doing it full time. And then of course, once I started working all the time, I, you know, transitioned very smoothly into working full time. And then I had to, of course, get like an accountant and make sure my taxes were aligned and all that jazz. But that's like the short, 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 
short, short version. Basically how I got my finances together because the jobs don't pay you immediately, at least not every job. So hopefully, Angel, that answered your question. Okay, so to sum that up, did not go full-time right out the gate. Had a part-time job that paid for my expenses. Modeling paid for itself. I uh, started to save my modeling checks when I wanted to go full-time. Saved up about three to six months worth of my bills. And then started to really hit the ground running, like working and working and working and working and working so that I could <laughs> live off of modeling full-time. Now, oh, and then after I was good living off of modeling full-time, I definitely got the right uh accountant so that tax time didn't kill me. Okay. Next is, I am so sorry if I butcher your name, but it's Jade Fraser, but the first name is Annie Anesia. I'm going to say Anesia Jade Fraser. And the name on Instagram is at A-N-Y-J-A-H-J-A-D-E. And Jade, sorry. Jade says, as a model, what's the best way to grow your social media presence in order to put yourself out there for casting directors, brands, and or other influential people so that may want, they may want to work with you? I hope that that made sense. So that's what you meant to write. And they put an example, a model with 10K and more followers will have better opportunities than one with 2K because he or she does not know how to grow their social media as their brand. Okay. So here, here let's, I am so glad that I actually got this question because I, okay, y'all know I have to get for grab, but this is why we're doing this Q&A. Like the people who know me know I will talk your head off, okay? Because there's so much to say. So let's break this down into two parts. The first question was how to grow your social media. Let me just make sure I'm doing this right. In order to put yourself out there for casting directors, brands, agencies, XYZ. That's going to be the first question that we're going to address. And then after that, we are going to get into the example where um, they assume that a model who has 10K or more followers will have an easier time getting work than a model with 2K because of social media. So first question, again, best way to grow social media. Second question is, would somebody with more followers have a better chance? Okay, cool. Let First question. First question. How to grow your social media. I need you guys to understand social media is an asset, but it's not the only thing. Social media is an asset, but it's not the only thing. Okay. I really, and this is, this is why it's so, it's so difficult for me to always talk about this because I use social media to prove that I had a look that was bookable. That's what I use my social media for. That, like, that's, that's literally what I use my social media for. That when every agency rejected me, I went on social media and I did the work and I put out the work that I did and I was able to attract the people who would like to do the same work. So social media is a tool. All right. So if you're trying to grow your social media, I highly recommend because I tackle social media with my one on one students and it's in the third pillar of successful modeling career. There are five pillars. The reason that social media is on the third pillar is because before you get to social media, you have to have your fundamentals and your assets. Okay. You could be on social media all day. You can make it look pretty. It could be all nice and aesthetic. But if you don't know how to leverage it, if you really don't know how to use it to further your career, you could have two followers or two million followers. It won't matter. It won't matter. Social media is a tool. The reason I got successful on social media is because I understood it was a tool and I went in already knowing what I wanted to leverage it for. So I didn't go on social media and say like, oh, hey, look at me. You know, this is my latest shoe and I'm a model and da-da-da. like, no, I went in very, very strategic. After I got my fundamentals together and especially knew what my niche and my market were, 
I was able to create assets, meaning my portfolio, my digitals, my comp card, all of that. I was able to get all of that together and then funnel everything I was doing for my model assets on a social media to show people what I do well, why they should work with me and where I'm at location wise. So I was able to use social media to showcase, hey, this is my look. This is what I do. And this is what I do in this market. And then when I reached out to people on social media, they had something that they could immediately see and register. Oh, great. So you want to work with me. You do this type of work and I do this type of work and we live in the same market. This makes sense of why I would want to work with you. And you've worked with these other people that you've also put on your social media. So I know you're not just some random person on the internet. Social media is a tool. So if you're trying to figure out, oh, how to grow your social media and, you know, attract all these different entities, I would first say stop trying to grow the social media. Worry about the quality over the quantity. If you have a million people following you, but they don't share like the same values of what you're trying to use your social media for, it, it's irrelevant. Like, yeah, you have all these people following you. I see people with 100,000 followers all the time. They don't work. They're not working. They they post on social media and that's it. And if you want to be an influencer, cool. Like you can totally do that. That's a conversation that's not for me. If you're trying to be an influencer and that's like your goal and you just want, you know, the followers and everything like that's great. That's not synonymous with being a model. If you're trying to model and you want to use social media as a tool to attract the right future clientele, you definitely need to make sure your fundamentals are in order that you can put together assets that you can then put out on social media so that as you start to network and grow your teams and grow your audience and grow your engagement and grow your like literally online and offline network, you have something they can come back to and see what you do well, why they should work with you and eventually why they should pay you. Like these are the things like these are those type of things. But if you're trying to model growing your Instagram is a plus, it's not mandatory. Growing your Instagram is a plus. But remember, if you don't have the audience that's supporting what you're using social media for, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. You have 100,000 people, but if they don't care about modeling, they don't care about the niche that you're in, they don't care about the area that you're in, they don't care about the clients you're working with, they don't know the clients you're working with, like none of those things literally matter. If you're trying to model, then use your social media as a tool to model. Use it as a way to put out the work that you're doing. Use it as a way to really showcase your talents and why people should want to work with you. Okay, because I can tell you this right now. This is leading into the second question, which was like, oh, a model with 10K is going to have better opportunities and chances than a model with 2K. False. Some of the most, like when I say creme de la creme, faces of brands, like models, be literally walking around with like 5K followers. Like they, they, you, you would never know them from social media, but they're the ones who are leading the latest fashion weeks on the cover of Vogue, in Spreads in L, Harper's Bazaar represented by a name that agency like and they're not out here chasing 100,000 500,000 followers why because their social media they either use it for one personal or just to showcase their work and that's it and they're out here working they're out here literally living the America's Next Top Model dream and they're not concerned about followers so if you are a model and you're just like oh I just want to grow my social media you need to take a step back and realize do you want a model or do you want to be an influencer they are not the same things can you be a model and an influencer of course can you be an influencer and a model absolutely but you can also be a model and not be an influencer and you could be an influencer and not be a model so you need to figure out if you're trying to grow 
your social media for influencer purposes or if you're trying to use your social media to be a model. Because I can tell you this right now, even if you feel like nobody's watching you at, at the 200, at the 1,000 follower mark, at the, at the 3,000 follower mark, I guarantee you if you are out here with your fundamentals in order, you have your model assets and you are constantly doing the work, meaning you are showing people what your latest shoot was. You're showing them the BTS. You're showing, and it's all aligned. You're showing that the people that you work with are people of quality in your area and the work that you're doing is of quality in your area. And you're out here literally networking with people on social media, like on a daily basis, sliding in those DMs, making those connections, going to networking events. If, if you're feeling spicy, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're out here really doing the work, it won't matter what your follower count is. It'll more so matter the type of work that you're doing and how often you're doing it and how often you're reminding people that you're doing it. Okay. That's what's going to move the needle for you. Because then when a brand looks at you and it's just like, Oh snap, like I would have, I would have never found you. But like, now I'm looking at your work. Like, Oh my gosh, like you worked with X, Y, and Z. You just did this. Like, Oh, this is like super aligned. Like I could totally see you doing this on our next campaign. Like book. And it wasn't for your follower count. It wasn't for, you know, Oh, how many people are, is she following back? And how many people follow them? Like none of that mattered. It just mattered. What do you do? What do you do well? And why should they pay you? And we're able to put that seamlessly on your social media and you're doing the work necessary to connect with people on social media and connect with them from social media and take it off of social media and then put it back on social media and rinse and repeat, you'll be very surprised how often work begets work, okay? So if you're thinking that a model with 10K has a better chance than a model with 2K, I feel like you're sorely mistaken. You're thinking that follower count equals money. You're thinking that follower count equals, you know, career success. That's not the case. If that person with 10K has 10K people who are only following them because they went to the same college, how does that help? Versus the person with 2K who every person who follows them is somebody in the industry. Every person who follows the person with 2K is somebody who works in the industry, knows people in the industry, has a, has a company, does social media, does networking events. Some like the person with 2K who has like people who are aligned and active in their niche and in their market inside of the modeling space has much more value than the person with 10K who is just people who follow them from college, school, you know, it's, it's the quality. It's the quality. So the second that you start to get accustomed to separating follower count from quality count, you'll be much better for it. So I'm going to challenge you, Jade. And if you watch this replay, because I know, I know you're in the university because you submitted the question. So if you watch the replay on this, I would love to know if one, you're trying to be an influencer or a model, but be honest. Okay. Cause that, that's going to set the tone for the rest of the answers for the questions. Two, is your social media being used to showcase you as a model? And three, do you have quality people following you that you're engaging with? Those are my three questions. And for anybody else out there who's just like, oh, I'm just trying to grow my social media, ask yourself the same thing. Are you trying to grow your social media because you want to be an influencer or because you want to be a model? Okay. And then go a step further. Is your social media showcasing you as the model that you want to be? And then last, are you engaging with the people who are following you from an industry standpoint, are people following you from the industry and are you engaging with them? Those are three very good questions for anybody who's like on this like social media psychological wheel, okay? Before we continue with the episode, I wanted to do a quick check-in with you. Have you been trying to make money as a model but don't know where to start? Are you tired of people only reaching out to you for free work and never being able to find paid gigs in your area? 
Have you tried everything and you're tired of waiting on an agency in order to be paid as a model? If you said yes to any of my questions, it's time to check out Model Money. Model Money was created to help models step away from only doing free work or solely relying on an agency to get paid. If you want to learn how to book your next paid job as a model in less than one week, then Model Money is for you. See for yourself in the description box below. Now, let's get back to the episode. All right, next is Makai, M-Y-K-A. And I'm just going to say Makai the Maven. That's the handle on Instagram. Okay, so can you talk about plus size modeling and how to tap into a specific niche? So (laughs) as you can probably tell, I'm not a plus size model, but I do work with plus size models uh, regularly inside of my career. I see them quite often. Um, Is it as often as I would like? No. I mean, the same goes for East Asian and Southeast Asian models. Do I see them as much as I would like? No. But do I see them? Yes. Same thing goes with models over the age of 35. Do I see them often? Yeah. As much as I'd like? No. But nonetheless, all these aspects are being seen. Short models too. I see y'all the most. (laughs) So everybody out there is like, oh, I'm too short to model. I see y'all the most. The most. The most. Okay. Now, to answer the question, because you know, I'd love to get off track. Plus size modeling, it's just, it's a niche. It's, It's a niche. Just like petite modeling is a niche. Just like mature modeling is a niche. It's just another section that you can use to categorize what you do well as a model. If you haven't already, I've already done a masterclass on finding your modeling niche. I've already done a masterclass on the model fundamentals. I would definitely take a deep dive into that um, because I know in future masterclasses, which will not be on this platform, um, they will not be available for replay if you're not on the email list. So if you're not on that already, I would highly suggest that you get on it because the upcoming masterclasses, will not be here and the replays will not be available unless you are on the email list. So don't say I didn't tell you. When it comes to finding niches as a plus size model, you can do any niche and still be plus size. Some will be an easier combination for you than others. So for example, lifestyle modeling, you can do that as a plus size model. You're just doing everyday situations as a plus size person. Like that's it. There, there, it wasn't like, oh, you have to break down this whole barrier. There's no such thing as a plus size. Like, no, it's an everyday situation and you are being an everyday person in the everyday situation. You can be a plus size model and do life size modeling. Okay. As you can clearly see, more plus size models are getting on the runway. You can be a plus size runway model. You can be a plus size swimwear model. Like anything that you normally see targeted to you as a person, you can do that as a model. That's my answer. Like, So when you're asking me like, oh, how to tap into a specific niche, because I've already done such extensive previous classes on that, I'm not going to take up a lot of time on this Q&A. But plus size is just another niche. It's just another niche. You're going to go through the same process as everybody else when it comes to finding your one to three niches that work for you. It's going to be the same process. Okay, it doesn't change because, you know, you're oversized too. It doesn't change because you're under five nine. It doesn't change. The process for picking a niche that works for your look stays the same. So I would highly recommend that you go back. Makai, hopefully I'm saying your name right. I highly suggest that you go back and look at previous masterclasses that I've done on finding your niche. I think it was like how to find your model model uh, look without an agency and um, your model fundamentals, because those are going to be the pillars that everybody uses to start, whether you're plus size, petite, mature, doesn't matter. If you're a model, you're going to go through that same process. Okay. All right. Next up. Okay. Shall. I don't know if she's on here because I was butchering this name when they first got on my lives, especially for these master classes. So I'm going to say Shaw and it's I-N-S-H-A-L-L-A-H strong 0320. Shaw says, 
Do you have any tips or advice for someone who wants to be a commercial or editorial model? Same process as any other type of model, personally. So I keep alluding to how I work with models one-on-one because the process can be applied to any model, right? Of the five pillars, again, for a successful modeling career, the process is always the same. The outcome is going to be different based on how you go through each of the pillars. So if you're trying to be a commercial model, then in the first pillar, which is your fundamentals, you need to make sure that being a commercial model aligns inside of your fundamentals. It needs to align with your why. It needs to align with your goals. It needs to align with your look and your niche. It needs to align with your market. And it needs to align with the rate that you're trying to go after. Because if being a commercial or editorial model does not fit within your fundamentals seamlessly, then when you build assets that reflect you being a commercial or editorial model in your portfolio and your digitals and your comp card and your model bag, and you try to push that out to um, your network and the people that you're connecting with, you might be able to like, you know, really get to the third portion that that third pillar which is like literally growing your network you might become very very known for you know your cool editorials and your commercial smile but if it doesn't work for the fundamental reasons then when you try to get to making money it's going to be an uphill battle it's going to be an uphill battle okay straight uphill Okay, why? Because if you just pick the niche because you liked it and it did not like you back and it doesn't work in your market, then there will be no work for you where you are. And if you didn't foresee this by understanding that, oh, if I'm a perfect fit for commercial and editorial, but my market doesn't support it, I need to either change my niche or change my market. If you didn't go through that phase and in the first pillar, then after you've done all the work to create your assets, which is pillar two, and grow your network, which is pillar three, when you get to pillar four, which is to put yourself out there as a model and start booking and start sending people your rates and start to submit yourself for work, you're going to get a lot of rejection no answers, and no money. Because on the fundamental premise of it, which is pillar one, you did not pick a niche that worked for you and your market. So my biggest tip is to, and I again, I covered, I cover this from top to bottom with my one-on-one models. But if you are like just starting out, I highly, or if you're, you know, you're trying to like research your career because you've gotten stuck or you plateaued, I really highly suggest that you take the time out to go over that first pillar. Go over the first pillar. Because if you're just trying to pick commercial and editorial just because it sounds good, just because you like it instead of doing the work necessary to see whether or not it's actually going to work for you where you are as you are then you're going to go through this whole process you're going to build this whole career and it's going to fall flat when it's time to make money okay so that's going to be my um that's going to be my advice and my tips for anybody who's you know trying to do commercial or editorial if you're trying to do any niche you just need to make sure on the fundamental level it works that way when you're building through the rest of these five pillars for your successful career you can actually build something that will stand that's why the first pillar is your fundamentals because it's your foundation so if commercial and editorial modeling does not work for you on a foundational level it doesn't matter what you build it will not stand and when you get to that fourth pillar and you're just like trying to make money and you're going in circles and nobody wants to pay you and nobody wants to book you that is going to be the brick wall that's going to push you all the way back to step one because when you circle back to me and just like look I'm, I'm, I'm a commercial and editorial model and I don't know why it's not working and I go back to the fundamentals with you and I walk you through this one-on-one and I'm like you live in Boise, Idaho. None of those things work for you. Like, yes, you might be a perfect fit, but your market doesn't support it. And now we have to build it all from scratch. Save yourself the time. Like, and I'm saying this to you as a fellow model and as a coach, save yourself the time and make sure that whatever niche you're trying to go after loves you back and works for you on a fundamental level. Okay. That's going to be my biggest, biggest, biggest feedback for you, Shao. Okay. Okay. 
That's all for this episode of the Model Made Podcast. Let me know what you've learned by dropping a five-star review or DMing me at Lola Shell. That's L-O-L-A-C-H-E-L on Instagram. If you want to go from taking notes on the podcast to taking action in your modeling career, check out the Model Fundamentals Guide. It's the ultimate cheat sheet that gets the foundation laid for a career that pays all in five easy steps you can do today. Grab yours in the description box below and I'll catch you on the next episode.